Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the double award-winning Walking On Air podcast. I'm Mary Fulton, a British Nordic walking instructor. And this podcast is the show for the whole Nordic walking community, from beginner to instructor, wherever you are in the world. Each week, I will be discussing various topics with experts, covering a diverse range of topics about ways in which Nordic walking benefits health and well-being. episode, I interview Sarah Evans, a recently qualified British Nordic walking instructor who has come up with a unique and truly original way of constructing her classes. She has combined her knowledge and interest in the chakra system with her teaching of Nordic walking to create classes that connect participants more deeply to nature. 
I think you will find this interview refreshingly different and truly inspirational. I know that I did, and I have been using some of Sarah's ideas in my own classes since we recorded our conversation. Hello, Sarah Evans, and welcome to Walking On Air. Thank you very much for having me. I want to start by asking you what exercise you were into before you found Nordic Walking. Um. Well, it's been very varied. Um, I can remember when I was about eight years old doing aerobics to Peter Powell on a, a cassette in the kitchen. I've never really not exercised. In my 40s, I took up long distance running and being the stubborn person I am, I never stretched afterwards. So ended up riddled with injuries. And then I moved into boxing so I did that. I got like a trophy for each of my children and then <clears throat> drew a line under that. That was enough of being punched in the face. Does that mean you won your fights? Oh, it's all very, you know, let's all be jolly and give everyone a trophy. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> well done. Um, and then um, I wanted a different direction. So I started lifting when I'd reached the point I wanted to get to doing heavy lifting it kind of coincided with about six months before the pandemic started so um that that went on the back burner then and Nordic walking came to the forefront so I'd been playing around with Nordic walking previously but hadn't really given it my full attention but that's how did you actually get into Nordic walking so the the, there's a local CIC that look after my daughter during the holidays at times. They were the only local one that looked after children with special educational needs and they ran Nordic walking groups. And I needed to get into steady state cardio, but I didn't want to do treadmill work. It's, it's too dull. So I thought that was the best way to support this charity would be to go on their walks it kind of naturally flowed for me. I really enjoyed being outside. I enjoyed the different steps. Even though I spent every day in the gym, I still had like doms the next day in my upper body. Yes. Um, so for me, it was at that time, it was a way to get into steady state and achieve what I wanted to achieve and support the local company that I wanted to support. So it was ticking all the boxes for me. And what were the benefits that you experienced? I think because at the time I was very gym-based, it was getting outside was the main thing. But during the pandemic, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So that kind of meant that everything that I'd done before, everything that I'd enjoyed before, was very high impact or heart racing it was all things that the door was shut then I couldn't continue with them so Nordic walking for me is a sport that I can do as long as I'm doing the technique correctly then I'm supporting all of my joints so I don't get a flare up I'm exercising all my muscles I'm getting the endorphin rush that i personally need so for me the benefits were basically that I could invest in a, a sport that um, I really enjoyed 
I could get outside, which I didn't do very much before. And it kept me mobile instead of making me end up having to spend weeks and weeks in bed at a time. So for me, the first attraction, I suppose, was actually that it was a sport that I could do when I felt previously that they'd all they'd all been taken away. I was really low, you know, why can't I do these things anymore? But then I realised that I could do this. Um, what do you find so most rewarding about it? It's the whole thing. It's the whole package for me personally. But when I'm teaching people, it's the aha moment when they realise all of a sudden that if they, you know, if I swing my arms and if I rotate, um, then the next day I'll actually start to feel something in my in my back or it will be you know if I if I catch the pole properly I'm using my hands and then my hands won't be so painful and it's all those little aha um special, aren't they? yeah they really are <laughs> they really yeah. are yeah and it's the messages the next day when you feel like oh actually yeah they're getting it now yeah that's it's that type of thing that I really enjoy and you've very kindly come here today to talk to us about the chakras. Yes. I want to ask if you could start by explaining exactly what the chakras are, because I'm sure there are lots of people out there who've heard of them, but aren't quite sure exactly what is meant by chakras. OK, so um, so they're basically energy channels and there's many, many chakra, but we tend to focus on the seven main chakra. So they're all based um, in the meridians in your body. So say, for instance, you saw an acupuncturist, the meridians is where they would typically put the needles. So is a meridian a point? Yes. Right. So, but the seven main chakra that we tend to dwell on the most run up your central meridian so they run from your groin from your coccyx up to the just above your head so that's the seven main chakra that I would teach during a Nordic walk session. I just want to ask one question mm. so I'm still not sure exactly whether so the meridian is a point yeah so it's an energy line it's so an energy, the chakra line, is the energy line, or is the chakra? The, the chakra is like the chakra is like an energy ball. Okay. Yeah, on your on your meridian. So if right. you think of the meridian as a line, then a yes. chakra would be an energy ball on that line. So there's seven different main chakras are like different balls at different points. Yes. Located, as you said, between the groin and just above your above head. the head. Yes. Okay let's take the root chakra so the root chakra would is red in color right um and it's and it's located right at the base of your spine right on your coccyx okay and it indicates safety it shows your purpose in life and it's where you feel most settled okay so say for instance you lost a job and you weren't expecting it, and you're really happy in your job, and you felt really safe there, you lose your job, it's completely out of the blue, that can have an effect on your safety. So that will have an effect on your root chakra. Okay. So then that could then become blocked. If that's not sorted, you could then potentially, it could lead to physical ail ailments um, or mental health problems. 
So that's why we try and keep each chakra as balanced as we can. Okay. I've certainly heard of the term blocked chakras, and I'm sure many other people have too. Could you explain how they become blocked and conversely how they can become unblocked? So trauma and unresolved conflict, um, past life circumstances, if you believe in that, your belief systems and chronic behavioural patterns, they can cause imbalances, blockages or damage in the chakra. So grief could cause um, a massive block in your chakra, a breakup of a relationship. So when imbalances in the chakra appear, the energy flow gets interrupted and that would be a blockage. And then that can go forward and produce um, an illness, a physical illness or a mental health problem or even a disease. So that's... going back to the question about unblocking the chakras, mm. is that related to colour? Is that related to movement? How, how do you unblock a chakra? There's lots of, lots of different ways you can um, unblock let's go back to the root the root chakra is you want to get outside you want to get your toes in the mud you want to get grounded that sounds like um, for nordic walking exactly yeah. <laughs> so you would maybe work with the color red you might wear you know a red top um nordic you might... uniform yes <laughs> how easy is it to identify which chakras are blocked um, it depends how the person's manifesting, so how the person presents to you. So I know that you have run um, a pilot scheme teaching yeah. Nordic walking based around these seven main chakras. Could you describe how you've done this and how Nordic walking in particular relates to the chakras? I'm just halfway through my second course. Really? So I did the pilot course at the beginning of January. And I decided to limit it to six people because it was the first time I'd taught. Um, yes. It was the first time I'd taught about chakra. How I've done it basically is to split it down. So week one, we do the first five steps of Nordic walking and we work with the root chakra, grounding, safety, comfort, so that people... You know, they're learning this new thing. They're meeting new people. They might be a little bit unsure. So we can start with that and that will introduce them to the group, make everyone realise they're all in the same boat. We get the poles right. We get our feet right. We get our posture right. And then everyone knows that the following week they've done their grounding. Um, they're safe and that they can continue to the next chakra the end of each session is I give them a crystal a roller ball with the essential oil that relates to that chakra and then throughout the week I just have a little whatsapp group I just text them ideas of what to do so by the time they come the following week they've spent a whole week working on that chakra brilliant and then the and then the next week we start work on the sacral chakra, which is where you bring in creativity and sensuality and your pleasure in life. So then we'll continue with the steps for Nordic walking, but I will be talking to them about show me where the pleasure is, show me what you see that you think is beautiful, what 
what do you bring into your life that gives you pleasure and we look around for things that are orange in color because that's the color and again we do the rollerball and the tips every day and then we just work through them all until we get to the crown what I do do because this is an eight-week course and there's seven chakra is I split the heart chakra into two because the heart chakra is about compassion and empathy and I find a lot of people are very compassionate and can be extremely empathetic to others but when it comes to themselves it all goes out the window so we go out and we look at what we can find in nature that relates to that you know you know would you would you feel pleasure from stepping in that stream then go and do it we had the sacral chakra week um it's just rained so we all jumped in muddy puddles and you know it was it's just bringing little things into you know you're outside let's make the most of this let's bring in what we can to help balance our chakra and see life in a different way just open your eyes can be as simple as saying I always say to them the day before right this week we're looking at the solar plexus let's look for things that are yellow so you know some weeks it would be we saw a an amber light on a traffic light I mean it doesn't matter that's yes. what was yellow now it's spring we're going to see more and more stuff and so what effects do the participants in your lessons experience and what has their feedback been like? So I did ask them to do some little feedbacks for me. One lady said that she it made her take notice of the environment more, which was lovely. She said her um, always finding the corresponding colours in nature uh, made her really take note and look around. It made her connect more it made her more conscious of herself and how she speaks to herself one lady said that it made her feel really safe they thought that it was really interesting learning about the essential oils and the crystals alongside the nordic walking skills that they felt a growing enlightenment and spirituality and that they felt that they could rely on themselves more Gosh, which so you're self-empowering them aren't you that yeah and I didn't actually realize that that's what it had done it's what I'd wanted it to do so it was really it was really something when I got the feedback I got quite emotional have there been any challenges for you when teaching Nordic walking based on the chakras yeah I guess the biggest challenge I suppose is really trying to teach so much in one go you know I'm trying to teach them how to have a decent Nordic walking technique and I'm trying to impart all this well-being knowledge to them as well so I think that's where the um the tips at the end of each lesson have come in really handy because if I've missed something I can put it out in there so Sarah how has Nordic walking helped you with your own chakras? I've always clipped the poles in and gone into this sort of sport mode. That's just, you know, I've instantly, you know, tried to sort out my posture because we all walk around like hunched yes. over, don't we? So I clipped the poles in and I've gone into sport mode. But now I clip my poles in and I stand up straight and I go into this kind of spiritually zen mode where I almost work my way because I'm 
working on my posture I'm going from my root up to my crown and trying to see which one needs a little bit of alignment here today it's making me more aware of my own chakra it's making me try and work harder with my own chakra and it's making me realize which ones are a little bit niggly and which ones need a bit of rebalancing and what advice would you have for somebody listening today who wants to learn more about the chakras? Where where should they start? Believe it or not, Google is a good place to start. There are many, many books out there in the market. I've now written quite a lot on different chakra because of writing stuff for the walk. So if any of the listeners would like to read any of the stuff, I can PDF it. And then just take it really slowly. Go by the colours to start with. Spend a day looking for red, for root. Spend a day looking for orange. Spend a day looking for yellow and continue through the colours. How fantastic. And then taking it back to Nordic walking is the one of the yeah. 10 steps that you find particularly beneficial when working with your chakras and why? For me, it's posture because that's how I set off. But for teaching purposes, then I think probably push because you that is when people really make the connection to the ground. And that's when I see the most aha moments. So finally, Sarah, I want to know what is your top tip for walking on air or your walking on air moment? Um, I think it's watching the groups develop together, watching them bond, watching them realise that everyone's actually the same. We've all got the same issues going on. Um, we just hide them. And then I think yesterday was beautiful because one of the ladies in the second group is really struggling um, mentally and physically and we were up, we were going up a very very windy hill and she said she said I can't I'm done I can't get up any further the others had gone off ahead I had said to them loop back but you know they I couldn't call them it was too windy and then one of them turned around and realized we were like halfway up the hill and stuck and they came back and all together we got this lady to start doing drills and to start to keep walking up the hill. And all together, we managed to get this lady to get up the hill. Nobody complained. Nobody was like, oh, you know, I was in the zone or, you know, I wanted to do this. But everyone just came and did the drills until she was ready. And it was just lovely. What a wonderful example, and that does not surprise me because I think that the Nordic walking community is one of the most supportive and kindest communities out there. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you, thank you very much, Sarah, for this fascinating insight into chakras. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Such an original and brilliant idea from Sarah, and I challenge you all to look up the colours of the chakras and see if you can spot all seven when you are next out Nordic walking. Have fun!
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have found it useful, then please rate and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on. And consider recommending a friend to listen. Just one friend. It will help spread the word about Nordic walking and about this podcast. If you have found this podcast beneficial and would like to show your support, then I would be extremely grateful if you would consider occasionally making a small donation, just the price of a cup of coffee, by clicking on the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. If you have any feedback, suggestions of topics you would like me to discuss, or a story that you want to share on this podcast, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, it is simply Walking On Air. And on Instagram, the handle is walking underscore on underscore air underscore podcast. Have a great week and happy Nordic walking. Finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.